0: Hi there and welcome to a deep-fried golden bite of a treat for what the f*** is for dinner, the food prep podcast that gives you the best tips from the experts for your dinner tonight. I'm Jane DeGraff, food editor for Nine Honey Kitchen, and today I am chatting with absolute legend of the Australian food scene, Peter Kuravita, to talk about the crisp, fried and crunchy delights that are pakora. That's right, we're talking veggie fried fritters that the whole family will love. Peter is a household name for his award-winning restaurants both in Australia and internationally. Think Flying Fish before moving on to Noosa Beach House, as well as for his TV cooking and travel programs. Today, he's sharing adventures and food tips that celebrate a love of his Sri Lankan heritage and his travels through the Indian subcontinent. So, get ready to feel the inspiration of his flavours and passion, because this is What The F*** Is For Dinner. But before we go on a food journey with Peter, here's today's hot kitchen tip. We've spoken before at What The F*** Is For Dinner about how important the temperature of your oil is when deep frying. Using the right oil and maintaining a high temperature seals the oil out of your food and lets it steam from the inside, making it a healthier way to cook. But did you know you can reuse your deep frying oil too? If your oil has only been used to deep fry vegetables, you can actually use it up to four or five times, which is great because deep frying requires quite a bit of oil to cover your food. Just cool your used oil completely, strain it back into its container and store it in a cool, dark place like the pantry, away from direct light. As long as it's strained and has only been used for vegetables, then the flavours will be fine for a couple of uses. Peter Kurovita, thank you so much for joining me for What the F*** for Dinner. I'm so thrilled to be sitting with you. You've got a new cookbook out and it's beautiful. So it's called The Lands of the Curry Leaf, or Lands of the Curry Leaf, Can you just talk to me about the book for a second? Because I feel like everybody almost needs to hold it and see it to understand how beautiful it Mm. is, and to read the foreword to understand how personal it is for you.
1: Yeah, I like a personal story, and I've got lots of them to tell. Luckily for me, yay! Um, The book itself started its life as a Mexican cookbook. Believe it or not, started
0: as Mexican. That doesn't make any sense to me.
1: (laughs) Four years ago, I just finished, uh, just completed uh, filming Mexican Fiesta. Yes, and. I'd come back with this incredible discovery of real Mexican food. And so, obviously, uh, Murdoch Books and I both agreed that we should write a book of real Mexican food. And, you know, look, there's been a lot of American publications as well. So I got into it. Most of my notes had been done while I was in Mexico. I was there for three months, Uh, about halfway through the process, only six months into it. Um, a book came out that was published that was this big pink Mexican cookbook and Murdoch just rang and said I oh, don't know whether we should continue with this because we've been trumped. <laughs> and I, I Agreed. I, I own the book. Yeah, um, good on them but so we sat Diana Hill and I sat down and we discussed what we should do and her, uh, Diana and I she's a great publisher a, a very uh, uh, I guess um, a publisher with lots of experience mm. and um we, we got on so well, and she loved my personal stories. And we were just chatting outside the restaurant in Noosa. And she was talking about my story and my travels. And for me, we'd gone through a particularly long week of vegetarian uh, dietaries, which happens all the time. And to me, it doesn't bother me because I'm from a culture where the first questions you're asked when you sat down is veg or non-veg yeah so it's normal yeah. um you know and then if you go to india you could be a Jain, you could be so many other there could be a variations 50 variations but in, it seems like in modern restaurants people are always get upset with the vegetarian and, I, and i've never thought that i've always tried to make the vegetarian dish the envy of everybody else at the table that's oh, always my goal
0: that makes my heart <laughs> sing
1: that's my goal so at the currently at noosa beach house we have a degustation menu and a vegetarian degustation menu side by side then we have three vegetarian dishes on the menu so basically if you come into our restaurant you can choose between 10 or 12 vegetarian meals all totally different to what's uh, no proteins yeah so it was normal and then diana was sort of said well you know what about a vegetarian book and i said yeah but There's heaps of Indian vegetarian books and there's heaps of Western vegetarian books. There's nothing in the middle. Yeah. Then I thought, okay, well, the subcontinent, as I said, it flows through my body. I'm a subcontinental boy. I've been to most of those countries. Yeah. And then I thought, well, let's do subcontinental vegetarian. That was the working title of the book.
0: Yeah. Let's talk about one of your beautiful recipes because this oh. is what the f for dinner. <laughs> now, I've been cheeky. I've chosen the one that I think um, is probably easiest for people to prepare at home yes. quite quickly. So, we're looking today at your pakora recipe, mm-hmm. which is vegetable and chickpea flour fritters. Yes. Everybody loves these. It's like they're they're battered, they're deep fried. You know, if you go out to a restaurant and you see pakora on the menu, they're almost always part of your order, right? So I'm going to read through it quickly and then I've got some very important questions I need to ask you about how to get these right. So the ingredients are, first up, you need one litre of rice bran oil or vegetable oil for deep frying, 40 grams of chopped spinach or kale, 125 grams of chopped cauliflower, 60 grams of chopped broccoli, one onion cut into rings, black sesame seeds to garnish, coriander sprigs to garnish. And then you've got here for dipping sauces, you can have tamarind chutney, yogurt, pakora dipping sauce, or velvet tomato catsup. And then we move on to the batter. Now this, I think, sounds like the method for this is one of the easiest things I've ever heard. But (laughs) the ingredients are 100 grams of chickpea flour, 100 grams of tempura flour, a quarter of a teaspoon of ground turmeric, one teaspoon of coriander seeds, and you've said here dry roasted and ground, or a quarter teaspoon of ground coriander. Is that because the ground stuff's a lot more? Oh,
1: it's so much better. Punchier. Keep the seeds if you can, but always buy uh, cumin and coriander seeds. Yeah. And then just roast them gently and and get a mortar and pestle. Smash and them up yourself. It's actually a good good therapy. You can just take <laughs> take out any of that.
0: Oh, the anger of the day out yes. in out in the pestle and mortar, and then half a teaspoon of caraway seeds and a generous pinch of salt. Now that all sounds like stuff that. You can have on hand. The you vegetables are kind of stuff that you might yes. have in the fridge and then the batter stuff is pretty S- so pantry-based. vegetables
1: based. be anything, right? Yeah. Uh, think of this as your as your bubble and squeak, right? It's so, go, <laughs> so
0: when, much better than bubble and squeak. Well, remember
1: when you like, you know, everyone does it. I'm sure that anyone listening <laughs> yeah. now, after you listen to this, go into your vegetable drawer and pull it open. There'll be a few veggies in the bottom that you think are probably going to throw them away. Why don't you just chop them into small pieces and make pokras out of them?
0: Ah, I'm going to be doing that tonight. That's dinner tonight. So the method is for the batter, place all the ingredients in a bowl, add 200 mils of water and whisk together until smooth. Mm -hmm. As easy as that. I read that line and I was like, no, there's got to be more technique than that.
1: Now, the the thing about that, I think you need to uh, flour, water, everything changes a little bit. So the idea of that, and I'm not sure whether I wrote it in there, it should be like a thin... Like a like a medium pancake batter.
0: That's exactly what you said. And oh, the good. next line was like a pancake batter, good. which is good because it's a great guide for anyone yes. that doesn't understand the thickness. Everyone pancakes
1: on Sunday mornings since they've they? got kids.
0: Oh, like every Saturday morning my yeah. kids want the pancakes. Um, the next step is to heat the rice bran oil in a sturdy wok or heavy-based saucepan and then you've just really got to get it up to temperature. What's yep. your tip for making sure that your oil's up to temperature?
1: Look, when it starts to smoke, it's a good thing, but it also means it's about to catch fire. <laughs> so, <laughs> so use something that. a little bit more... Uh, yep a little bit more scientific than that you'll find um if you look at oil long enough i've looked at oil for a lot of my life but it starts to move and it all comes together there will be a slight haze that comes off it but if you take a curry leaf or a, or a piece of bread and throw it in it should float to the top straight away and
0: it goes brown pretty quickly it yeah.
1: brown pretty quickly um, I don't know whether I mentioned it in there, but controlling your deep fryer is really important. It's one of those things that people don't do. They go, oh, okay, it's hot. They put a whole lot of stuff into it. It cools down and then they don't wait for it to reheat. Yeah. Um, And so you, you really need to manage your heat. Um, it's like a barbecue. That's yep. why people burn a lot of stuff on barbecues. They just turn it on full, throw the meat on and it goes black and they think, oh, why is it, why is it burn?
0: That comment ter- is directed at my father. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you turn it up to make it hot so you can clean it, then you turn it down to, for it to come to the right temperature and then you cook.
0: And you Same manage it. You don't just leave it. You, you pay attention it, to yes. it. Okay, yes. excellent. All right, so to make the pakoras, um, you say you take either individual pieces of, the, of your chosen vegetables which are chopped up or you can create a combination mm-hmm. of them. Then you place them into the batter to lightly coat them. I have a quick question about that. Is the thickness of the batter important in terms of how much you've got on there? Should you shake some off? Or? Yes,
1: yes, yep. definitely. Um, you don't want any, co- any cooked batter, but the batter is what holds it together. Um, I was in India just recently and there was a guy, I love this, sp- you know, roadside stalls, guy there with just this great big wok and he was just working so fast. He had his – what he did was he made the batter and then he had this pile of vegetables. And this is another nice way to do it. If you're going to cook for a lot of people, yep. throw all the veg all at once, all the vegetables into the batter and enough vegetables so that they're all coated. You should see Peter's disappears. hands. They're like going <laughs>
0: around in a circle and he's tossing all the vegetables yeah. and the batter just disappears. The, well, the as batter becomes coats.
1: part of the, the this big – gloop of stuff <laughs> and then you just grab a ball and throw it in yeah so that's another way to do it or if you want to be a bit more dainty and have individual pieces then you just individually dip it and put it in and the great thing is no matter which way you do it the chickpea batter will will some of it will come off and you can scoop that up and that's called boondi. bundi is a great garnish so crispy chickpea batter is so nice to eat Fry some nuts, add some chili powder. That you can you can have that as your beer snack.
0: In my house, we call those BCBs burnt crunchy bits. Yeah. <laughs> you know, no,
1: well you don't, them, you don't let them go black. <laughs> no, no, no.
0: <laughs> but they are they're those little odd yes. bits that have fallen off, which and are they're great. So, tasty. so we get we either get the handfuls of the vegetables in the batter or the individual pieces yep. in the batter. Pop them in the pot. Mm-hmm. Don't overcrowd the pot because we don't want
1: the temperature yep. of the oil to drop. Um, and and if you've got a deep fryer like one of those little deep fries, make sure you agitate the container because it will it'll sink to the bottom. Chickpea flour is quite heavy, so it'll sink to the bottom yep um and if you agitate it it'll slowly float to the top okay. just make sure you turn it and uh another thing we were discussing in there in the kitchen because of dietaries again if you're a uh, gluten-free just forget the tempura flour Tem-
0: that was going to be one of my other questions well tempura
1: flour generally is um half wheat flour half rice flour okay um but just using only chana bisan flour only chickpea flour absolutely fine that's what um i've done for the last three days and the batter is no different
0: and for anyone that hasn't seen chickpea flour around, you can actually get it in the supermarket yes. now. It's often in a specialty aisle. It might even be in the gluten-free area yep. if that's what you're looking yep. for. But if you can't see it, ask because every major supermarket stocks it now. And this dish, which I love, is uh, you could put that in the middle of the table, oh. all those fried, beautiful fritters, and the kids would be in yep. and up to their elbows in no time because they're in little bite-sized yes. kind of pieces. Yes. you know. And then they're also something a bit more unusual for adults as well. Yep. So it appeals to everyone. But I reckon my kids would love Definitely. that. And then just the last thing... So so once they've bobbed up to the surface, and yes. you and you've only been doing them in small batches, so you don't overcrowd the pan, mm-hmm. how important is the draining?
1: Oh, totally. It's re- look, the heat. <clears throat> deep frying is a very healthy way to cook.
0: Uh, can you explain why? Because no one believes me when I talk okay. about this. Well,
1: if your if the temperature of the oil is not up to yep. about 190 degrees, when you put whatever into it, it will absorb everything. If your oil is above 190 degrees, it seals it. And then cooks it inside.
0: So it steams it inside. It, it creates, inside, a st-
1: creates a yep. crust. If your batter is good, oil won't go into it. Um, like, I mean, if you, if you think about when we used to live in Fiji, I'd go fishing with the locals. And before we went fishing, the first time we did it, it was like, why are we doing this? Build a fire. You build the fire and then you go and you'd come back with three or four big fish. And you just throw the whole, no gut, didn't gut them, didn't do anything, just killed them first, obviously, and then put yep. them onto the fire. And they'd go black. And then you pull them out, scales, everything. And you pull yep. them out of the fire and you just peel the skin off. And inside was steamed fish. Yeah. Stunning. Yeah. You know, and the same with deep frying. If your oil is hot enough, you are, it is a very healthy way to cook. It
0: just seals it up. The oil stays on the outside, yes. the middle steams, and it's not heavy, you know.
1: And don't use an oil that solidifies. Okay. So you know, everyone's all about coconut oil. It goes hard. I'm sure it goes hard in your veins too. I know. <laughs> I know whether it's virgin coconut oil or what. Yeah. Excess of anything. I know people who drink it. It's like, come on, brush their teeth with it. Yeah. Get serious. Like, it's everything's good for you in in moderation. And uh, one of the one of the oils that I will always vehemently oppose is palm oil. For for many and and look. People who wear makeup are using palm oil. So let's not get all crazy about it because it's in everything. It's in our sweets. It's in chocolate. You can tell what when palm oil has been used or when cocoa butter has been used in chocolate because when you put it in your mouth, if you've got anything on the roof of your mouth, it's palm oil. Cocoa butter melts away to nothing. Ah. So rice bran oil is a very healthy oil. It can take high heats, which means you can reuse it because you don't want to be dumping oil all the time as well. And if you make these pokras... Once you've finished, let the oil cool down, strain it through an oil filter, put it back into the container when it's cool and put it away and you, you'll be able to use it again. I use rice bran oil unless I've cooked fish in it. If Vegetables, I can use it four or five times. That,
0: see, that is a great tip because I think people don't really know, particularly if you've only done vegetables in it, yes. say, and you haven't cooked fish or meat in it or whatever, how many times you can reuse yep. it. And as long as you strain it and store it properly... You're at, saying four or five times. Yeah, That's and, good.
1: And rice bran oil now is, seems to be coming a bit more mainstream. So it's it's probably a bit cheaper than olive oil if you buy it bulk, which you yep. need to, like four litres at a time. Um, my favourite oil would be grapeseed oil, but it's ridiculously expensive. Um, so, but, it, but again, what you need to think about if you don't want any of those, sunflower oil is fine. Um, it's just got to have a high heat tolerance because once the oil burns then you know those flavors are just not going to be good anymore yeah and i'm i I have to say i'm slightly surprised that you've chosen a deep fried um, item for people at home because I, I wasn't sure whether people would be doing it or not.
0: People do it they do. but they want to know the best way yes. to do it yes. and I know certainly <laughs> something like this is a very family pleasing meal. Oh, for sure. So I saw it and I was like I'm going to ask him about this recipe and you've given us some fantastic tips so thank my, you very much. My
1: last tip is um, if you have a burner on your barbecue do it outside because otherwise your whole house will smell like oil.
0: That is hands down the best <laughs> note to finish on. He's 100% right. Peter, thank you so oh, much for joining me pleasure. for What the F- for Dinner. Everyone, the book is out now, Lands of the Curry Leaf. Get out and get yourself a copy for Christmas. If nothing else, the pictures are glorious.
1: Thank you, thank you so much for,
0: for joining me today.
1: Absolute pleasure and hope you enjoy the book.
0: Thanks for joining me for a far-reaching and mouth-watering episode of What The F*** Is For Dinner. You can find today's recipe for Peter's pakora, vegetable and chickpea flour fritters at kitchen.9.com.au. Don't forget to like us and subscribe on iTunes and share your favourite episodes with your friends because we're here to make dinner time easier for everyone. Catch you next time.